I'm Betsy Reed, and this is The Discomfort Practice, where I talk to creatives, activists, leaders, scientists, and a host of others about discomfort, about the role it's played in their lives, who they are and what they do in the world, and the value of discomfort in helping us move forward as a society. Discomfort is just the edge of your comfort zone, and on the other side are superpowers. So settle yourself in, and let's get uncomfortable. I've been looking back at season four as I prepare to record this end-of-season wrap-up and take a little hiatus as I prepare season five. And it was a really delightful retrospective, actually. I looked back and I saw a lot of love. A lot of what I called in one episode the delicious side of discomfort. And there were some clear themes that emerged in the guests I chose, the things I talked about in my solo, and they were things like magic, things like transitions, being in the void, being at ease in discomfort. But above all, a theme that really stood out was love. And I was quite tickled to see that actually, because it's something that I intend to focus on a lot in not just season five, but in my life in the coming year in 2024. I was sitting at the end of 2023, which was very recent. I'm recording this in January 2024. And something that came out loud and clear for me as a focus in 2024 was love. And so I think probably one of the first solos I will record in the next season will be about that process and what that looks like. But looking back at all the groundwork I have laid without really, really appreciating it until I looked back at season four... I talked to, you know, the last minister for the economy in Costa Rica, Pilar Garrido, about leading with love and how she led her country's economy with love every day during a pandemic, knowing that her government would probably lose the next election, whatever they did. I talked to guests like Kim Pullman, who runs Reboot the Future, which is formed around the golden rule, the idea that doing unto others as you want things done unto you, is transformative and will change the world in the face of things like climate change and social inequality. I talked to Daze Agaji, who is a really inspiring activist and professional, about using love, starting from love to create change. And then I did a lot of solos, which were about, you know, things like loving all parts of yourself. And I was talking about all parts of myself, making it very personal. I talked about the power of love to transform. And then, you know, I ended this season with Dr. Terrence Lester, who talked about love and its power to help you look at things you don't necessarily want to look at. And, you know, he deals with issues that impact people experiencing homelessness. There was just this beautiful golden thread of love woven throughout season four. And I'm really proud to look back and see that because it also shows me that you know, I'm an intentional person. I try to be an intentional person and to decide how I want to live each day and decide how I want to live each year and decide what I want my impact to be. And the older I get, the more I see that it's just love. It's literally just about love. I talked about 1 Corinthians 13 in a recent post, which is about basically like, if I have everything, if I have praise, if I have stuff, if I have profile, but I don't have love, I am nothing. 
And that's what I'm coming to. And I think season four really beautifully encapsulated that because if you've listened to any of my solo episodes, you know, I talk quite often about solo episodes being my own discomfort practice. You know, it's easy to do interviews for me and to hold space and create a platform to put other people's thoughts in the world, to lift up other people, to magnify their message. But it's a lot less comfortable for me to just sort of talk off the top of my head or trust what needs to come through me and put it on the internet. Because I have to admit, I do have a bit of, mm, well, discomfort and, and some interesting narratives around people who do this on the internet, people who pontificate or they talk about things as if they are the first person to have ever thought of something. And I'm there thinking, there's nothing new under the sun. You know, people who have just all the confidence in the world to put their message out there and then get recognized for it. Um, and, and it's been a real year of building, hmm, I guess, my confidence, but more my practice at putting my thoughts into the world. Because I really hope to always come at this humbly. And if there's anything that I say that's of use to anyone, it's because it just came through me. It's not because it's my idea, my thought, my wisdom. It's because I'm just positioning myself, aligning myself to be the channel for whatever needs to come through me. As I look towards season five, I think, wow, okay, my own comfort zone has stretched massively in terms of my ambition for guests, in terms of how much I intend to do solos. In season four, I committed to do every other episode as a solo. And I also realized that putting an episode out once a week in the previous three seasons was really taking its toll and taking the joy out of producing this for me. So I took the decision to just do two a month bi-weekly. And that really restored my love for, for this and helped me to have the space to explore while juggling other things in my life. It's been a big year of transition. I was a digital nomad for most of 2023. So there was a lot of disruption and giving myself that space felt uncomfortable, but it was also a beautiful lesson about taking care of myself in order to be the channel for whatever I'm supposed to bring to the world. You know, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive. If you equate output with impact, having my output in terms of podcasting, at least, just seemed kind of like, well, pff, that's not going to grow the number of people who listen to me. That's not going to grow my exposure or anything. But to be honest, it hasn't done anything negative. So that was a, a lesson and a stretching of my own comfort zone. It was very uncomfortable. And then the solos, which, uh, you know, I said already, if you've listened to many of my solos, you know, it is my discomfort practice, but it's become increasingly comfortable or maybe if not comfortable less uncomfortable and the feedback continues to be thank you to those of you who've let me know this that my solo episodes are your favorite and I don't know if that's because they're a lot shorter or if because they're unscripted or, or whatever but I just I really I really am awed by that I'm honored to hear that from people and it's it's an indication to keep going to keep pushing the edges of my own comfort zone to produce these solo episodes and to share with you what's going on in my own life because I've figured out as I've ended up having a coaching practice for example the things that are powerful with people I am alongside I like to think of it as sherpaing you know sometimes I guide sometimes I carry the pack sometimes I follow but I'm there with people 
But the tools that I use when I coach people are things that have worked for me. If I haven't tried it, it's not going to be potent. And so these solos are me sort of reflecting out loud on my own life, my own tools, my own processes, sharing them with you in the hope that, well, in the belief that somebody will benefit from these, because this is how I roll. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I follow a lot of people I admire, and I want to hear what they have to say and then pass it on to you after I've sort of run it through the filter of Betsy and alchemized it into something that is, you know, mine, authentically mine. And I hope that that comes through in the energy with which I share things and the energy with which this lands. I'm a big believer in energy. So I'll be formally introducing season five in just a few weeks. I'm taking a hiatus for a month and I will be launching season five in March 2024. So listen up for that. But in the meantime, I just wanted to give you a little, a little bonus mindfulness exercise, mindfulness meditation. Pause this for now if you don't have five minutes when you can find a quiet place and close your eyes or just stare off at something without really engaging your brain and come back to it if you need to. If you're in a place where you can actually focus on just one thing and do this mindfulness exercise with me, let's do it. So settle yourself into a comfortable seat. You can lie down. You can just make yourself comfortable. There is no wrong way to do meditation. And if you think that meditation can only be done with crossed legs, closed eyes, looking like a monk, you hopefully will be pleased to know that that is not the case. Whatever is comfortable for you will work. There isn't anything super duper magical about having a straight spine or whatever. You can slouch. I don't care. The energy can still move. Your mind can still create reality out of what we're about to do. So get comfortable and take three big breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. And as you take those breaths, give yourself permission to just be present, to just be here with me. Let go of any thoughts, any distractions around you or in your own mind. Now that you've given yourself permission to be here, let's go for the uncomfortable thing. The thing you've been avoiding doing. Maybe it's a work task. Maybe it's something you need to clear up with someone or I don't know, whatever that is for you. Something you've been avoiding doing. And now let your mind start to flesh out the details. What is that thing that you have to do? And now just feel the discomfort that you feel because you've been avoiding it. Every moment you avoid it, every day that goes by when you haven't done that thing, the pressure mounts. The energy it takes gets harder. It takes more energy. And now just imagine yourself walking into that situation or picking up the phone or writing that email or whatever it is that you've been avoiding that you need to do. Imagine yourself doing it. Where are you? What do you need to do to start it? You imagine yourself doing the task. Just fast forward through that bit and now feel how you feel having done it. You've done it. You've ticked that thing off your list that you've been avoiding for who knows how long. How do you feel? <sighs> it's done. You did it. Feel the energy that that releases for you. And now work your way back from that feeling. What do you need to do and when in order to get to that feeling? Let it be very clear. Let it be very specific. You're going to write it down after this little meditation. And then you're going to give yourself a timeline for doing it. 
And then you're going to decide what your reward is to yourself for doing it. So whenever you're ready, grab your phone, write a note, grab a piece of paper, write a note, whatever works for you, put it in your calendar and make it detailed. I'm going to do this thing by this date. And these are the steps I need to take to do it. Maybe there's some prep work needed. Maybe you need to just like go for a run first. Maybe you need to like hold yourself to it and be like, I will do this as soon as I get out of bed or I will do this as soon as blah, blah, blah. And then what is your celebration? What is your reward going to be? So this is a really key aspect. I, I teach people how to set habits. In fact, I'm doing a talk on this tomorrow night at my co-working. The reward part is really key. Our brains love rewards and it gives you something to look forward to. What's your reward going to be for having done it as well as that feeling that you've already begun to feel at the end of it? Once you've got that thing off your plate, you've done it. Maybe you treat yourself to a lovely meal or a massage or extra time on, you know, to watch TV or whatever, or you eat your favorite thing and then just do it. Just do the damn thing and then enjoy the reward of having done something you didn't want to do and the longer you put it off the harder and harder it gets the more you think i can't do this thing maybe do the damn thing reward yourself recognize that you can do hard things and anytime you need to just step into that little mini visualization we just did which is imagine the thing you need to do feel how it feels not having done it pretty crap probably there's a lot of energy drain there and then picture yourself doing it and then feel how it feels to have done it. And then work back from there, work through the details, make it a project, give it a project plan, assign a deadline to it and reward yourself when you've done it. It's kind of discomfort made easy because quite often doing things that are good for us are uncomfortable. They're not the things we want to do. They're not the things we do every day. Setting a new habit that's good for you stresses you and stresses your nervous system. So don't be afraid of the discomfort. And that's what I want to leave you with as I take this little hiatus for a month. Thank you so much for listening today. And if you've listened to a lot of episodes or just this one, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me in the discomfort because it's a good club to be in. And the more of us who get comfortable being uncomfortable, the more we expand ourselves expand the collective consciousness, expand our collective potential to solve some of the tricky issues that we are facing, whether it's things like climate change or systemic racism or fill in the blank, workplace discrimination, whatever. If we're all more comfortable being uncomfortable, we are potentially more likely to be useful in creating solutions to things that otherwise we don't want to face. If you're just seeking to stay in your comfort zone, you don't seek change. You don't create change. So I appreciate your being here. Get in touch on Instagram. I'm at the Betsy Reed. My email address is hello at betsy-reed.com. And I would love to hear from you. What do you get out of this episode, other episodes? What would you like to see me focus on in season five, which is all about edge walking and edginess? And yeah, just get in touch. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for getting uncomfortable with me. If you enjoyed this episode, follow and like The Discomfort Practice wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave me a five-star and written review and share this with other people. Help me to reach new audiences with this idea that consciously practicing discomfort 
helps us to individually and collectively discover our superpowers and create a society and a planet where everyone can thrive. Thank you so much to my guests all season. Go back and listen to a few more episodes to hear more of them. They are wonderful humans doing amazing things in the world. Thanks to my team who helped me produce this podcast and for those who inspire me through their writing, their conversation, and their support. So that's all from me for now. Follow me on Instagram at the Betsy Reed if you want to get to know me a bit better, some of my thoughts. And in the meantime, stay uncomfortable. <laughs>